The Dirty Bag Podcast is your virtual check-in spot to celebrate the highs, unpack the lows, and sort through the in-betweens of life. It's a place to laugh, cry, self-correct, and cut up. I'm your host, Cookie, and I'm in these grown folk trenches right along with you. Season three. Y'all have been listening to me this long. I don't know what's wrong with y'all. I'm glad you continue to stay here. I'm glad you continue to support me and allow me to be your Sunday bedside Baptist. So I've been gone for a minute, but a whole lot has happened. So I'm going to go ahead and get into that. Mercury is in Minute Maid, Gatorade, Retrograde. I don't know what's happening right now, but I feel like 2024 is going to be the year of truth, smoke, and reconciliation. And we have a five-foot-five press and curl pimp to thank for it. Cat Williams, I love you because in my time off, I've been able to throw out little pieces of content and y'all been eating it up. So it appears that the underdog, those that have been picked on, backed into a corner, disrespected, you know, prevented from opportunities due to gatekeeping are coming to the forefront and airing these bitches out. And I'm here for it. So I know that my audience, y'all are a little bit more seasoned. I'm using the word vintage. Dion Cole gave us that the other day. He mentioned that a lot of older women are what he considers to be vintage. I love that, so I'm going to rock with it. Y'all tend to be late to the party on shit. So he did a podcast interview on Club Shay Shay with Shannon Sharp, and he basically just aired out the whole um, comedy industry. I'm not going to say air it out, but he, he basically brought the smoke. Whatever issue he's had with folks, people that have had his name in his mouth, he put it all out there, and what it has, it's had a trickle effect to where people are coming forth, speaking their truth, whoever it is. And I'm here for it because we're so quiet about things because we're scared of pissing people off. We don't want to be, we want to make sure we maintain our seat at the table. We don't want to ruffle any feathers. Y'all know I don't give two shits about that, so I'm always here for the underdog. But what has happened as a result is conversations about in our community, what's considered disrespectful or tearing another artist or comedian or creative down. I feel that if you are harmful to one person, I don't care about how much good you've done. If your insecurities has allowed you to push somebody to the wayside to spread false rumors, drug, you know, drug addiction. Apparently, Kevin Hart made that statement about him. You need to be called to the carpet. That's just what it is. But we are now... February 2nd, so it's Black History Month, but January was a long-ass year. The bingo card is like 90% full now, so let's get into it. So aside from that little man, who I love, because he's definitely gave me some views, <laughs> I like that, we have a rap beef between women. The reason this is going to be important to season three is because I don't think I delved enough last year into sisterhood. I talked a little bit about us supporting each other. I've had some great guests on, but I haven't talked about the flip side to what community looks like, to what looking up to your idols and being inspired looks like. So we got Nicki Minaj versus pretty much everybody in the industry. That's what I'm calling it. This girl has an issue with every single person that comes into the game and forgets to jack her off. She got a problem with anybody that don't kiss her ass. 
the latest has been Meg Thee Stallion. Now, I talked a little bit about her last season. Y'all know, I'm not going to lie, this might be a Meg Thee Stallion stand platform, and here's why. I have a place in my heart for people that come through shit and don't have their, their solid village, meaning their parents. She lost her mother. Y'all know I lost mine. I lost my grandmother and my mom less than a year apart. So somebody that is able to navigate young adulthood without like those, that foundation, and then to go through trauma and not feel like you really have a wealth of support around you and people that stay in your corner while you're doing things that are, things that tear you down, things that are not healthy for you, like drinking. People love you when you the turn up queen, but when you tighten up your circle, when you start making smart decisions for your life, when you call a spade a spade, it's a problem. So she finally does this diss track, and I don't even call what Meg Thee Stallion did a diss track. I feel like she's been back into a corner for a long time. She's been silent for a long time. She's worked on her mental health. The girl done got snatched back to third grade. But once you've healed a little bit, it's time to set the record straight. She did so. And while the song was about many people, one line, you know, it got up under a certain queen's skin. And that was that saying, you know, y'all ain't mad at Megan, you mad at Megan's law, which is the law pertaining to needing to register as a sex offender and not being allowed, you know, within a certain feet of school, you know, where the kitties hang out, which would be Mickey, Nicki Minaj's husband. So let's pause there for a minute. I'm going to try not to jump around, y'all, but I'm going to jump around. Nicki Minaj is a prime example of how aligning yourself with the wrong person can absolutely destroy your legacy. I don't care what anybody says. Her marrying that man has destroyed her legacy. Because when you see her, there's a stain on her of who's attached to her. Okay? You, your man, he, he seems a little unhinged himself. I feel like he might have rode the short bus. I don't know. He just doesn't seem all the way there to me. Somebody standing on a street corner threatening somebody with a squad at like midnight is just a little weird for me. But whatever the case, she got really mad at that line, went on this unhinged coke rant for 72 hours. I don't know who's Nikki, I don't know who Nikki's dealer is, but that nigga needs to go to jail. Cause this shit, that was premium coke. That's that shit that ain't nobody touched yet. The girl, she's off her rocker. Now, I'm not discrediting her, I'm not discrediting her le legacy. I've always been a Nicki Minaj fan. I think that Pink Friday should have been a Grammy album. It should have been. But Nicki, like a lot of us, has gotten old, okay? I can say that. We, we in the same age bracket, okay? And I think the issue with people like her is she wants a certain level of respect. Because when she came in the game, it wasn't that many of her. her. Her rival was Kim. To me, she didn't respect Kim, and I think that's come full circle. And Karma has come back to bite her ass. Just as disrespectful as she was to Lil' Kim, these new girls ain't studding her like that. Lotto gave her the name, what, Super Freaky Granny? They, they not, aside from the ones that's sucking her off and that obviously worship the ground she walks on, some of them ain't here for that shit. We don't care about you being the queen. You need to respect everybody's hustle. And as it pertains to sisterhood, she's an example of people wanting to police and control their friendships. Nikki didn't have a problem with every single person that has worked with who she presumes to be her ops. So we know that the common person is Cardi B. If you work with Cardi, she done with you. Why? Because Cardi was the one that stepped to her. Cardi was the one ready to throw them hands. Cardi was the one that said, look, I got smoke for you. I'll beat your ass. 
And also, Cardi is the one that rose to fame without having a whole lot of lyrical talent. Her personality got her there. I don't think Nicki respects that. But her going in the way she did and Meg Thee Stallion, it told me two things. Number one, it wasn't just about Meg. Nobody has yet to unpack this, but I think those rants and her attacking her and her dead mother, which is low, it was also for B and J. Hear me out. Her and B used to be really cool. Rock Nation is obviously Meg's management team. So to me, those rants were more like, you support this bitch over me. I'm letting y'all know I will tear your little puppet, your little doll, your baby down. I feel like those were shots and letting B know as well. Bitch, I see you. Y'all chose a side. Yo, your side ain't shit. I don't like this little girl, and I'm not going to stop till I destroy her. I'm bringing in another point. We talk so much about mental health in the black community. I don't care how much I don't like a person. I don't need to hit you in a place that I know has literally been tearing you down. You know what? We all know what the black mother is in our community, how important that is. And when you lose that, you lose a part of yourself. So for her to keep harping on her dead mother and you need to conjure up your dead mother and apologize, and we all know, well, allegedly, Nikki does not have the best relationship with her mother. So I feel that because she doesn't have the best relationship with hers, it's nothing to tear down somebody else who's missing theirs. We know that Meg Thee Stallion's mother was her rock. But how do you deal with competition? This is the question here. Whatever lane you in, are you okay with newbies coming in, maybe not necessarily giving you your flowers, but doing their thing and you not hold a grudge? And this is just a question for all of us. I know Nikki is an ex extreme example, but we see it as well. We see it in our corporate spaces when you're the only black woman in a certain environment, when you're the leader in whatever it is you're doing. Can you deal with new competition and do you know how to gracefully, graciously pass the baton? Nikki needs to pass the damn baton because what she's doing is ruining her legacy. And the fact that there was no name in this diss track, Megan didn't say a name, but it, it bothered you so much. You know, you know you made a mistake. Well, not a mistake, but you know your man is not good for your image. But you can't say nothing. You can commit it to him. I think the damn man gets on her nerves. Ain't no way I got in-house dick, and I'm online for 72 hours ranting. Where's Papa Bear? Have you changed this little nigga's pamper? Have you fed this boy? Has your household been taken care of? Because there's no way as a wife, y'all love to talk about single women, she was acting like somebody that didn't have responsibilities at home. So to me, you, she ain't beating them coke allegations, y'all. She's not beating at all. So I think this is going to be one of them years where we watch celebrities do things and open the doors, Cat William, Meg Thee Stallion, and it's going to trickle down into our personal lives. The same way when y'all, what's the nigga name? Rest in peace. Kevin Samuels left, and all of a sudden y'all picked up the baton and became relationship experts. I think folks are going to pick up the baton and start airing out their grievances and their beefs. So it's very important to y'all if you know you've done wrong by somebody, if you know you've been low-key throwing shots and bullying somebody, you need to get your affairs in order for you get before you get blasted. So I had to get that out. I know we're going to have some great conversations this season about things of that nature and how we deal with that in our personal lives. But now let's talk about 2024 Dirty Bag. Season one, we were coming out of the pandemic slowly, I dealt with a lot of conversations about how people were staying inspired as creatives. 
within the four walls of their homes, not knowing what was going on in the world. How are we dealing with this mentally? Okay. Season two, obviously we outside again. We, we celebrating our wins. But what I noticed during season two is, yeah, we still going through it, though. When you go from being on lockdown to coming outside, it's like, I don't know, it's like a baby learning how to walk. You're going to fall again because this is new to you. I think that the smoke has cleared from us finally coming outside and being free again that we realize we still have these internal issues. I've been talking to so many people that are still battling depression that came outside and tried to get into the creative world real quick, trying to go to all these networking events, trying to build their brands, but the inside is still empty. They're, they're, they're still unfulfilled in relationships. They're still trying to figure out their purpose outside of just showing up and being on the scene. And that's a real thing. Recently, I'm a, this is the second friend that I've lost since this podcast has launched, y'all. I went to a funeral recently of one of my college homies. This was actually very sudden, but what we found out is that about a year and a half ago, she had a stroke. You would have never known because, you know, black women love to black woman their way through shit. We don't like to talk about it. But something triggered it, and here we are. We all now traveling to see our homegirl be laid to rest. First of all, shout out to her makeup artist because you, you snatched the fuck out of her face. Y'all had that girl looking like, like she was a VP, HRVP. She looked amazing. But what it told me was, okay, we're on borrowed time so am I living the life I want to live? Am I doing the things I want to do? Am I mindful of the fact that I'm not, I'm closer to 50 than I am to 30? Bitches getting old. <laughs> we, we getting old. So be intentional about your time. Be intentional about letting go of things that don't serve you. Be okay with, thing, with losing things because when you own the right path and you're intentional, I think, you're, I think your gifts are going to make a way for you but you have to put yourself in a position to cut out distractions. I don't want to die unfulfilled. I don't want to leave this earth still having a list of things I didn't cross off. But most importantly, I don't want to put my energy into things that don't serve me, tear me down, and fuck with my mental health because strokes, I mean, they come as a result of stress. So I ain't trying to let none of you motherfuckers stress me out. I'll tell you something about hap that happened to me towards the end of the summer. So I've talked about being in the tech space, y'all. I've talked about being the only black woman in spaces. So I was working for a tech company that I helped make millions. Just off this personality, this personality that y'all get to enjoy every Sunday. But what happened was I started being cookie, meaning calling out BS, meaning not allowing myself to be overworked, meaning... Okay, I'm not going to give my all and you're not investing back into me. So guess what happened, y'all? For the first time in my life, a bitch got laid off. And I say this to say, a reminder, these jobs don't give two shits about y'all. They don't. You need to constantly be working on your passion and things that you really want to do. Careers you want to be in, not just the one that's making you money. Because if a career, a, a company or a job is making you money, but it's messing with your sleep, your blood pressure's going up. You got way more gray hair than you did when it started. It's not for you. But I'm going to tell you what happened. After my initial, damn, that's fucked up. I didn't feel a type of way about it because I knew in my heart I wasn't sold on it. I wasn't, I wasn't bought in. I was ready to go. I had nothing left. I said, you know what? Okay, while I'm transitioning, let me make sure I'm investing in this here. 
And I will tell y'all what, every single time I made an investment, scared, unsure, a door opened, a way was made for me. So what this process taught me is if you just stay the course, because things are going to happen, you're going to be all right. I'm going to tell y'all what, that was what? How long, September? Almost six months ago, I ain't missed a beat. Things have come my way. So I say that to say, don't be scared. If this is what, if, if whatever you're doing is what you want to do, you have to be willing to take unpopular risk and you got to keep folks out of your business. I remember when I left my corporate role and relocated to Dallas, I was very intentional about who I didn't tell. Because some folks will project their fears onto you. They don't see the vision. They don't get it. It doesn't make sense to them. People who are scared to go after they want will talk you out of your shit. So you got to talk to who is going to support you, who's going to hold your hand, who's going to water you as you are growing. And you're going to be all right. So y'all... Oh, by the way, while we going through all of this shit, remember, we in election season right now. This is another reason y'all should really be going after what the hell y'all want. Donald Trump is back in the damn conversation. With everything he got going on legally, facing jail time, and you mean to tell me y'all scared to jump off the porch and do some shit? This dude could be our president again. So with that, I'm going to close this bitch out. Welcome to season three. As always, I want y'all to, where applicable, because people still getting sick, apparently. Wear your mask, wash your hands, socially distance, and when you get a free moment, please remember to clean out your dirty bag. Jet. And we're back. Darling, there's only one God. Well, darling, there's only one God. Darling, there's only one God.